This podcast is a part of the More Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to the Daily Leader Podcast by Pattern Talent, where we interview great leaders and we seek to understand leadership. I'm Brad McDonald. And I'm Taylor Jessup, and we really hope that you enjoy this episode. Episode one, here we go, the Daily Leader Podcast. I'm Taylor Jessup, this here is Brad McDonald, and uh, we're here for episode one of the Daily Leader Podcast. I want to give a couple special shout outs before we get rolling here. We have gracious hosts of uh, the department. Thank you, department. Thank you, department. For taking us on. We appreciate it and the tea. Also, our fantastic video man, Mr. Jesus himself with Video Pilot, does a fantastic job, does he not? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Do you have any video needs, audio needs, short form, long form? Yeah, he's the guy. Video he's Pilot. The guy. Yeah. Everything that I've seen that he's done has been fantastic. So. Videopilot.io. Okay. All right. We made it. Episode one, right? Episode one. I'm the excited. beginnings. Yeah. You know, this is kind of, it's like, have you seen Batman Begins? It's kind of like that. This is the origin story. Mm. So I figured, you know, maybe we talk a little bit about- Have you seen Austin Powers 1? <laughs> That's kind of an origin story. Brad, we're going to take Austin Powers and put it in a little box and we're never going to refer to it again okay. on the show. Right. So that's what we're going to do, I think. Okay. Besides that- like we said, this is Brad McDonald, um, who is the founder of both Daily Leader Podcast and Pattern Talent. That's right. And uh, Taylor Jessup here, uh, co-host on the Daily Leader. And man, Brad, we've known each other for a little while. Isn't that right? Yeah. Number of years. Number of years. Um Figured, you know, we should probably go back to the beginning just briefly so that people know before we even get into leadership how you and I started. I love it. I remember, I remember the day you were interviewed. You did. We, we worked for quick service restaurant together. Yep. I was okay. working the line and I remember seeing you being interviewed and thinking, oh no. Yeah, that was a fun day for, for some of us. <laughs> I specifically remember, I don't know if you do, uh, we had this great interview and I was at a really actually hard spot in my life, a lot of transition. Mm -hmm. um, and I asked you if I should work at this particular place to which you said, I said, do you want to go lower? Yeah, do you want to take wherever you're at in life? Like, could you go lower? If you're semi-depressed right now, you could be more depressed. Take this job. And that's when I decided to never do anything that you ever told me <laughs> the rest of our friendship. Well, to be fair, the, the reason why I said that is because I knew what you were doing before sure. and the transition you were going to be making and how your schedule was going to change. Because it's restaurant life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's... No, it's it's a, it's its own thing. Oh, it's a high volume, yep. you know? Yeah. And, and so I knew that it was going to be challenging. I knew it was going to be very different from yeah. your previous role. Um, and I knew that, uh, it was going to require a lot of you, um, an effort to, you know, lead in that environment the way yeah. that you were going to be expected to. And to be fair, you weren't wrong. You know, I can't say that you were wrong. Say that again. Uh, uh, I hate saying say it. Every time I say it, it, it burns coming out. It's terrible. It's like a terrible taste in my mouth. But I mean, you went wrong. And the amazing thing was that kind of sent us on a journey of Absolutely. having almost the next three years of getting to lead teams together, right? That's right. So um, we un unpacked a number. I mean, for anybody who's been in a restaurant, you know the challenges of running a restaurant, right? team, staffing, <laughs> the look in your eyes mm -hmm. kind of tells me everything yeah. and how challenging that is. So um, what part, am I leaving anything out of that um, in terms of our story there and kind of how we got started? I, I think the biggest thing is just, 
I think a part of the reason why we hit it off and why we work so well together in that environment is your care for people. Mm. And, um, and my interest in, in kind of understanding how to advance a mission, achieve a vision. Sure. And I think both of us kind of have a little bit of a yin and yang, um, and, and that together we can do more than we can apart. Yeah. I think, I think we were able to see that in that context and, and hopefully I think in the daily leader too, we'll find that as well. Yeah. Well, and that's a great point because realistically your truth, like the statement that you shared with me, which was, that is actually what you said. Like, Hey, I would only work here if you want to go lower, uh, was actually, that was good leadership hmm. because you were honest and upfront in that moment. And it wasn't what I wanted to hear, right? What I wanted to hear is, Hey man, you're going to kill it. This is going to be so easy. It's a walk in the park because that is what a lot of people I think would would perceive that somebody wants to hear. And so that's what it, but a good leader right in that moment um, actually said something that was really hard with the risk of me walking away with right. the risk of that honesty. But you put that, and I have a lot of respect for that, like years and years later, right? I think you are right. That catapulted us down a journey of kind of this, um, how do we care for people in a way in which we kind of, take them from where they're at and help them grow to where, like just closer to where they want to be. Right. That's how, right. Do, how do we move them from that? So that's on a personal side, right? That's on a, a business development side. Um, and so our relationship and our conversations for the last gosh, five years have been a lot along those lines of how do we do this? So some of that, some, sometimes that was our, our guinea pig testing spot of, yeah. Hey, let's try this. Let's see if this works. Uh, okay. That failed miserably. What do we do? Um, and sometimes that was, uh, you know, just, just us bouncing ideas off of each other. Like at 1am when your wife is sitting there going, where the hell is my <laughs> husband? And we're, we're like trying to figure this out. I'm on my way. So the podcast and like sitting in this room is really cool for me because it's kind of right. the, I mean, I don't want to say culmination because we're still working towards that place, right? Absolutely, yeah. But it's the beginning of a second leg of the journey that is you and I wrestling right. with this idea of like, hey, what does it mean to be a good leader? How do we do that? How do we go after that? How do we encourage and challenge other people to do the same? Does that, I mean, does that sit well? Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it does. I, I, I'm curious to actually kind of open that door with you right now because I would love to, to know what comes to mind when you think about leadership. What comes to mind? These are, That's these right. are off the cusp. I know, no prep. No, I'm not, I, there's I, no prep no, here. And I, I have my laptop here, so it looks like I have notes, but I really, I don't have any notes on this. So the question is, say it one more time yeah. for me. What comes to mind when you think about leadership? <sighs> okay, what comes to mind? So first of all, I've been watching West Wing currently. So Okay, I yeah, Kevin Spacey. Series. Yeah, I love that no, show. Not Kevin. <laughs> no, yeah, wrong Kevin show, Brad. Spacey. Brad, that is the wrong show. Oh, it's definitely not. That's fine. It's That's Kevin Spacey. Agree to disagree. Doug, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a Doug yet, but we're going to get a Doug yeah. someday. Once What's we the have podcast? Is that Joe Rogan? Is that the podcast? I don't of the know Doug? who Joe's guy is, oh. but yeah, a lot of, a lot of the good podcasts, they have a guy. So yeah. go get it. We don't have a guy Prove yet. that I'm okay. right and you're wrong. Um, no, I mean, I mean, the president in that kind of is a great model for leadership. So what comes to mind when I think of leadership off the top of my head, actually, number one is humility. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that it's probably one of the most missed pieces. It's one of the pieces that everybody knows on a heart level, okay, that like, hey, a good leader needs to be humble. But I actually think it's one of the hardest pieces to actually execute in daily life. What does that even mean, though, as a leader? How, how, how would you know when you saw it 
how would you know when it was absent? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So I, I mean, I've had, you know, a number of like leaders in my life. And so I have, I've had different times when I can tell that, um, I don't know, somebody's leading out of a place and, and all these things, I'm guilty of this too, right? Like, I think this is my journey. So when I'm speaking about this, I'm speaking of my journey in leadership, which is kind of this constant swing, right? Uh, uh, for me of on one side, I have pride and my pride says I can do it. I can do it better than anybody that I'm working with. They all kind of suck, right? Like I can do this by my bootstraps and I'm going to make it happen. And then on the other side is kind of this idea of like, man, I'm a big freaking imposter and super insecure. Um, and I, I, in my life, I know that like, Hey, I go back and forth between these all the time. So on, on the head level, right. One is I am charging ahead full steam. Uh, Maybe I'm steamrolling people and I don't, I don't need people's opinion. And oftentimes I, we don't see that even in ourselves when we're doing it. And then the other side is freeze for me. I think it manifests like the insecurity might manifest itself differently for other people, but I'll, I'll just freeze up. Right. right. Um, somehow good leaders or leaders that I've experienced that are, I think are fantastic leaders in life. Um, like Andy Reed, who you have no idea who he is probably because he's probably a celebrity. Yeah, definitely not. He's a sports coach of the team that just won the Super Bowl, but that's fine. They I don't find, even know who played in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I can't remember. They find a way to land in the middle where they can lead their team out of like confidence um, and empower all of those around them to actually be really successful because they know that like, I mean, there's the old African proverb, right? This is alone. We go fast together. We go far. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're able to do that without being intimidated by their team or somebody else having the great idea. They can take that, empower them and go with it. So that is actually one of the intangibles that I think is hard to necessarily measure. Like if you're on a scale, right? You go, okay, well, really practically in a business sense, what does that mean? I go, well, that's actually one of the harder things. That's one of the harder things to measure, but you can feel it because you get in a room with somebody who's in the middle and you're like, man, I'm dying to be around this person. So that's number one that I think of. And number two thing that I think of with leadership is demonstration, right? Interesting. is the number two thing is it's really hard to do something if it's never been demonstrated, no matter how many books you read, right? You can read all the books on a certain topic, but if somebody hasn't demonstrated it for you, then how are you going to do it? Which is kind of why I want people to come on the podcast in the first place. Absolutely. uh, Is I would love for all of our listeners to, even if they don't have it in their current place of work, right? Have somebody that can, even if it's for 20 minutes, demonstrate what, good leadership might look like. Yeah. Cause so many people don't have that, whether it's in their home or in their business or whatever it is. So those are kind of my, those are kind of the two things that come to mind when, when you ask the question. I love that. When, when you, when you talk about demonstration, what comes to mind for me is the four stages of competence. Okay. Right. And so if you guys, you know, remember back to, if you, if you ever had a teacher or a coach or a boss say, you know, I do, you watch. Yeah. I do, you help. Correct. You do, I help. Correct. You do, I cheer. Yep. Right? Yep. So those four stages of competence, I think they were developed like in the 60s or something. They've been around forever. Yeah, right? a long time ago. And, and great leaders are aware of that the four stages are even a thing. Sure. Right? And that as a leader, they're expected to be able to walk someone who's following them through those four stages yeah. so that that person actually can lead others, yeah. right? Yeah. And I love this uh, Simon Sinek quote. He says uh, that the greatest test of a leader 
is their ability to develop another leader. Mm. It's always been, you know, an inspiration to me. And so when, yeah. when I think about leadership, what comes to mind for me is this great call of a leader mm. to be someone who actually not only replicates what they know how to do and what they can do, but who multiplies yeah. this other leader who then can go out into the world, into the marketplace and take someone else through that same process. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's really well said. I love how in the way that you answered that question, Taylor, you set up these sort of two poles, right? And that set me up for the next part of my, my oh, good. interview more, here getting, with you. More questions um, than I don't know. You're not at all prepared sure. for. Sure. Here but, we go. So this is, we're going to play this game and I'm, I'm going to ask you what matters more mm. in leadership, right? Okay. And I'm going to try to sort of put you on the horns of the dilemma, yeah. right? Okay. So if you had to have one and you couldn't have the other, which would you pick? So I have right? to choose. I can't you got to choose. choose. That's going to be choose. really hard for me because like I like places I with no choices. Like In-N-Out is my favorite place because you go there and you're like, what do you want? I want a burger. Yeah. Burger. So Boom. you've just put me in hell. Yes, that's good. Welcome. Come on. Be. Yeah, this is good. All right, all right, let's go. We're going to do this to let's all go. of the that's people good. we interview. Okay, um, good. Yeah. And, and my hope is that this sets up a context for our listeners, sure. right? Yeah. So that they can think about their natural tendencies as leaders and their preferences. And more importantly, the tendencies and preferences of those that they're leading, mm. right? Because it's one thing to have self-awareness. It's really important. Sure. But but what becomes even more powerful after that is our ability to have others' awareness yeah. and to recognize the needs of those that we're leading. Yeah, and that they may be completely different than the way that we perceive them. Today. 100%. 100%. So. That we could have a totally wrong read yeah. on, so are you talking about my marriage right now? <laughs> I, would not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Becca knows that I wouldn't go there, you All know, right. not on episode one. So well, there we are. Yeah. Isn't it so funny that they think we're working right now? They do, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which, I mean, look at us. We're kind of working, aren't we? I mean, this is literally what we do on the phone pretty much all the time. Right. Anyway, commutes, commute. So talk. yeah, when they play this first episode, they're going to be like, why the, why the heck am I listening to Brad and Taylor's phone call? Right. That's yeah. all they're going to be thinking. Uh, hopefully all of our listeners don't think that. Yeah. No, they might. They yeah. might. But you know, I don't know if maybe it puts them to sleep at night. Who knows? Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Do we have that, soothing voices? Yeah, no. All right. I, I definitely don't. All right, what are these questions that I'm not prepared right. for that you're prepared for? All right, what's more What's more important in leadership? Being or doing? Being or doing? Gosh, man. Yeah, you if, you, if you need me to further define some things, I'd, I'm happy to, but. No. I'm, um, hmm. Go with your gut. I mean, the gut. so this is the really hard part because I would say, so my set of experiences in life would say being, because I think that, I, I mean, if you even go back to my initial answer, right, that was more about being, I need to be in the center line. Um, <laughs> but in order to be there, you actually have to do. <laughs> so that's where I'm getting really caught up. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with being, I really want to say doing but I'm not. And I'm going to stick with being because I think that every person, if they are being who they are made to be, is going to be a better leader and then can do. So be first and then like do. Like that logic. Yeah. Okay. So be I, first, then do. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's tough because, you know, part of me wants to say, you know, hey, one of the best things a leader can do is literally just get unstuck and start moving, right? 
Absolutely. Uh, like go yeah. do something, right? When you are stuck, when you are depressed, when you're, you know, if you watch podcasts on that, like get out and go do something. Yeah. But I'm going to go be for what, what's your. And you know, it's, it's, it's actually interesting to hear you use that example of, of you know, being stuck and being depressed. Cause we, as uh, we recently just finished Spark. Yeah. Uh, so it's an amazing book called Spark. Go check it out. Audible yeah, is, is where Taylor and I listened to that at. Um, and so much of what I took away from that book is that our our mind, right, is dependent upon what our body is doing. Correct. Right. And yeah. our body is actually telling our mind so many things. And I think as leaders, oftentimes we engage in so much self-neglect that so much of our being, right, yeah. and, and our doing, because we neglect these two aspects of our leadership, mm. uh, the other side ends up suffering yep. and then we do find ourselves stuck. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're a leader who's finding him or herself stuck or depressed, the answer would be A, go on a walk yeah. or B, take a nap. Right. Those two things are probably going to be the best way to begin to get yourself unstuck. Sure. Which you don't have to, you don't have to go get a graduate degree to, to get that down. No. Like you don't need PH and D by your name in order to. Hopefully not. I'm a, I'm a long way from that. Right. So if that is the case, I am missing the qualifications. Yeah. I mean, just, just doing something does get you moving. But I do think that so much of me in the times that I have done it has come out of place of, okay, I'm Okay with me and who I am and out of that place. Now I can move. Right. Spark was a great book. The, uh, the mind's ability to function is so directly correlated with the amount of exercise in particular movement that we get in. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I think most of us could have like said a little bit for a long time, but, but now the research is coming out to go, man, if, uh, it just, it, it really backs it up. So anyways, that was a great question to put me right in the spot where I didn't want to answer. So oh, well, we're just, well just that was a warm up. Yeah, sure. All right. All right. So number two, relationships or results? Relationships or results? I mean, you, yeah, good question, but you know where I'm going to, I'm going to land on the re relationship side, right? Like we've heard yeah, results for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Results, right? Yeah. People over profits, right? And my yeah. deal is always, if you take care of the people, the profits, are going to come. That mm -hmm. is to me the right order of operations because if you take it now, so, now what taking care of people looks like is interesting because sometimes the best thing you can do is can somebody. Sometimes the best thing you can do some for someone is just fire them. But but we would say in those instances, not only are we doing what's best for them, we're also doing what's best for the culture of the team. Correct. Right. Because we're protecting yes. something that that yes. person right. maybe even unknowingly, maybe because they haven't had the experience of getting canned yet. Right they don't even realize what we're trying to communicate sure. and what we will communicate by terminating yeah. our employment. Yeah, it's boundaries, right? It's right. 100%. Uh, Townsend and Cloud, right? They say, yeah, that's hey, right. everybody needs love, but sometimes they need it in the form of an anvil, right? Just <laughs> that's dark. quick punch. Yeah, that's dark. Quick, quick, quick punch to the face. So I'm going right. to go, you know, like, that's what that's where I land. People over profits, money goes away, people are here to stay. I don't know. Is that? That's good. That's, that's no, my that's answer. Good. Are you, where are you at on that? Oh, it doesn't matter what I think. What do you mean it doesn't? We're going to do episode two where you it's probably to, not you flip it on two, me. But I'm going to flip it on you. You're not going to like it's the good. questions one bit. It's it's I, I'm with you. It's relationships. Yeah. And but we'll, I think that so much of what we're going to talk about on this podcast will be not just what the answer is, but why the answer is that sure, way. Sure. Right. And in leadership, I think my thesis is results are ultimately 
value creation for the flourishing and the health of people. That's good. Right. In any business, in in any endeavor, you know, when the ends justify the means is when things go haywire. Sure. Right. But when people remain, you know, aligned with the purpose of why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah all of our results get leveraged to enhance the lives of the people, yeah. whether that's customers, employees, other stakeholders. Yeah, I love that. Pe- people are everything. Yeah, I love so. that. And, and what I'm excited about with this podcast too is I want, I'm excited to get people that see it completely the opposite way and to ask them questions. Because hundred percent. Because we'll be so much better. Like, yeah. And they just need to know they're wrong and they don't know it yet. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's just like having conversations with our wives. <laughs> they're wrong and they don't know any better, right? All right. Jesus, uh, Jesus. We're yeah, going to need a yeah, video. We're going to need to pilot this video. No, but, but I'm just, I, that is one of the things that I'm super excited about, right? I've called this like a leadership buffet. It yeah. is come and take what you need and what fits. And I do want to ask people, like, not just that I agree with, because I think that's super easy. I want to hear from all kinds of perspectives on that. So that's, right. that's a good question. Yeah. That's, we, yeah, I guess that's perfect. Good job with your second question. We're moving on. Okay, all right. So this one's going to feel a little more complicated, but but I but I think uh, it it will it'll come together nicely. So yeah. do we have enough time for a complicated question? Yeah, we do. We're doing fine. Okay. We're doing fine. All right, all right. Um, okay, so character and chemistry. Okay, all right. So who a leader is and how they relate to other people, or competence and capacity, their skill sets and abilities and the scale and scope with which they can create value. So think about, you know, the president or prime minister or leader of a country, right? As somebody with this incredibly massive capacity, right? Mm -hmm. Theoretically, that person would be highly competent, right? Massive, you know, Fortune 500 CEOs or Fortune 50 CEOs, something like that, right? Um, So that's what I talk about when I kind of reference those Skill That's and good. so think of skill and scale. Sure, skill um, and scale yeah. versus versus uh, culture and uh, identity. Right? They have they have integrity. Sure, or they're trustworthy. Like, what's more important when we talk about leading people? Yeah. So, um, always rocking a hard place here, right? Because because I mean, there's there's so much value on both sides of that. Yeah. I had, you, you, we would argue you have to have both if you're going to lead. Yeah, you have right? to have both. I mean, you can't not yeah. have one, but if we're just going to talk about it. But you so, have to pick the one that's yeah, more important yeah. here. I, and I'm going to do, I mean, I, I clearly you see where I stand on a lot of this stuff. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually heard it said from a close friend once who was talking about a, a major company that uh, he was talking to one of their founders. And they said, hey, if I could go back and redo anything about our company, right, it would be our culture from day one. And the reason I'm going to say like culture and that side of it, right, is because I think, especially going into maybe even a day and age where we have ChatGPT and all these kind of things, you can learn and develop those skills. I'm not sure, like, it's not that you can't. I just think like oftentimes we can teach people tangible skills, right? But to get the right cultural fit, if you get the right cultural fit, somebody that um, I describe as somebody you want to be in a foxhole with, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I go back to our days in the restaurant industry and I knew zero about restaurants. I mean, you like, I didn't know about keeping things clean. I didn't know how hot the meat needed to be. I didn't know any of that kind of stuff, but I think the cultural fit was there, right? And so then the skills can come along as, as part of that, right? So yes, you would hit a spot where at a certain point, if I was totally incompetent and we kept putting out food and people were getting sick, that did not happen by the way. But if it did, you would go, okay, maybe that's not good. But if I was to jump on one side or the other, 
together, I'd probably do that. I'd choose the person who I believe has that culture because I would know that their work ethic, their culture fits, all those people parts fit. And then we can teach the actual like tangible skills, right? And you could maybe argue that in like, hey, we're building airplanes and I need an engineer. <laughs> That's a little bit more challenging. Yeah. But even still, if it's a close comparison to one person who's got a little bit more skill compared to another and, um, you know, one person's got more skill on this side and the other person's got less, but this person's a better cultural fit and the other one is not, I choose the culture and a little bit less of the competency. So. That's good. Very clear. Okay. Follow up onto that would would be cultures that are more invitational. Okay cozy, yep. much more relationships oriented okay. or cultures that are much more challenge and accountability pressing into achievement oriented. Man. This should, this should feel, oh, this should feel like it's getting a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Everyone, I, I mean, I none of them have been easy. So the two options, again, well, they're easy for me, but yeah, of course. Well, you've had time to think about what they actually are. That's true. I didn't, you just kind of, I didn't give you any the, kind of warning. Sweating? I might be sweating here. I'm just trying to figure this out. Okay. So one more time, back it up for me. So yeah, the so two options. Invitation. Yep. Right. Or challenge. So cultures that are defined by relationships, a sense of coziness, care, warmth, and then cultures that are defined by things like achievement, accountability, competence, you know, being really excellence oriented. Yeah, that feels darn near impossible. Um, and again, you know, we're we're t we're talking about leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not we're not talking about. So I, this might fly in the face of some of the other things that I've said, but I think I'm actually going to go with excellence. Okay, it's good. And I, I don't want it necessarily. It's not that I. I mean, like. Part of it is, I think that if we are fostering that community, then we're going to expect actually excellence out of that community, right? So I think the challenge and the accountability piece actually come in also on the uh, invitation side, right? So part of that high challenge mm, is to- Giving me a little both and. I'm hearing both. a little both and hey, in man. there. We I'm the king pick. of the both and. I'm the king. But I'm going to wrap that up in saying that is, I think, part of that. So I don't know. I, I'm going to say, hey, once, I guess the, the deal is, hey, once we're in, we're holding the bar high, right? As opposed to once you're in, it's all cutesy and cuddly, right? But I would- that's, that is that is nice and, and it's warm and all those kind of things. But I do think oftentimes wherever we raise the bar to are, this is what I was told once, uh, actually my father told me this. Um, Who will invite, I mean, he'll, he might be come to Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's mm. a chance, and he worked a lot with volunteers, right? And so I was working with volunteers and this is not a shot at volunteers, it's just their volunteers. Wherever we draw the bar for the volunteers, they're probably gonna come up just short, right? Because they're not getting paid. So they're going to do their best. Well, volunteer leadership is probably some of the hardest form of leadership that right. anyone can endeavor. Right. Think political campaigns, think yeah. churches, other philanthropic organizations. Yeah. There's no, I mean, it's so difficult. Yeah, it's so difficult. Yeah. So, so in essence, if, and I, and I, and I saw this, so I was in ministry. I, I think I saw this firsthand in, in good and bad ways. I set the bar low and people tried to get to the bar and they didn't make it. I set the bar higher and people actually tried harder to get to the bar that way and yep. got further. So I actually think I'm going to go with excellence. And that is, can you do excellence in a healthy way? 
That's the question. Because oftentimes I think that like excellence side, that achievement side, uh, which is a fantastic thing, um, it can it can move to unhealth, right? If it's done in a healthy way, fantastic. Let's go, man. I'm a, I'm a competitor all day. Mm-hmm. I play tennis, terrible at it, but I love to compete. I love nice. to strive for excellence and, you know, sport games that you know nothing about. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to go with that one with the third or fourth rock and a hard place that you've put me in. That's remember, what that Remember when you tried to teach me how to play pickleball? Oh yeah. Yeah. You did better by the end. That was great. Yeah. I need to, I need to hang with Jesus because Jesus is, <laughs> Yeah. Is he a pickleballer? Oh, yeah. Is she played big, pickleball? Big time. Not a boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a baller, man. Mm-hmm. I, I need to, I've been playing more tennis than pickleball, but yeah, we should get back out there pretty soon. So that would be that would be fun. Okay, so, I've got one more. All right. All right. This will be last our last one. one. Yeah. I have no idea can, where we're at with yeah, time. Then here, we can wrap it up. I feel like it's probably, yeah, we're probably time, time for us to learn the plane here. We are chatty Cathy's. All right. So influence okay. or authority. Influence or authority. Yep. And think about this one deeply because I know. I know you well enough to know where you're going to lean. Yeah, sure. But just take a deep breath. Influence or authority, what's more important in leadership if you had to have one and and you couldn't have the other? Okay. I would give a different answer in 1950 than I would in 2023. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, t- unpack that. So in 1950, if I was in 1950, I'd probably say authority because I think it fit better with the culture. I think people just kind of did interesting what they were told to do by their authorities. And I actually think that that construct worked perfectly fine at that time. I think, um, I don't know, are we allowed to reference people? I did this, this course through Darren Hardy at the old job that I worked at. I love Darren Hardy. Yeah. He's yeah. pretty, he's, he's got the some compound stuff. effect, the compound right? effect. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. You go, do you do 10 pushups every time you go pee? Oh, and then by the end of the I'm day, you've done like 50 pushups. I guess that is. That's one of his, that's, that's one, one of his, of his principles. Things. Yeah. I mean, every time, a lot of, every time he goes potty, he does push pushups up. you do. I mean, I, do you, do you potty push up? <laughs> I don't, that's I don't cute. actually, actually I don't potty push up just, but here's why it's because I don't want to put my hands on the ground in the bathroom. Sure. It just, I can't, it's funny. And then the shirt, you know, it's just do them outside the bathroom, Brad. That's a quick solve. Yeah. But then you're not in private, you know, but like, let's say you go pee at a Starbucks. Okay, no offense, Starbucks. I love you, Starbucks. You're great. Yeah, you're not any any public restroom. You. You're not. I hope Darren's not either. Ground. I think he is though. So twenty so, so twenty twenty three as opposed to nineteen fifty. Okay, nineteen fifty. I go authority. So I do. Yep, you do. I hear you. Or I say you do. Twenty twenty three. I think it's better to have influence because I think everybody kind of has their own voice and their own thought. I actually think that your leaders will buy into you more um, as a leader that they want to follow if they feel like they have a choice in that. If they feel like they chose to follow you, like you influence them in a certain way rather than you just authoritatively told them what to do. Mm. So I would go with influence, which I knew, I know you knew that was the one that I was going to choose. When, right? when you, how do you define influence or describe that to me, what influence looks and feels like, how it functions in a leadership relationship. Describe it. Jeez. Yeah, what is influence? <sighs> I mean, influence, uh, yeah, you really put me on the spot with something. I know, this I know. Is fun. Um, I think influence is the ability to, and I'm going to unpack this and then it's probably going to be terrible. Um, We're doing this together, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it feels like it's I came prepared. Yeah, I came prepared. Yeah, thank you for so that. So don't worry. The ability to impact. So in a in a in a um, business standpoint, right? The ability to impact those who you are around, either by direct or indirect means. Oh, that's so good. 
And so I don't think that, like when I say influence, I'm not saying you never tell somebody what to do, right? Like that's, sure. that is not what I'm, what I'm necessarily saying. I'm just, influence can be, hey, I'm leading not only by what I'm saying, but also by what I'm doing, right? Influence, so would that tie into the demonstration idea that you yes, shared with? Yeah, I think, it goes, I think it goes all the way back to kind of the idea of like, the climber or the guide, right? The, the guy that the, so we've talked about this. I did this hundred X train leader training. Yeah, love hundred. Right? Yeah. Or yeah. if you're a Donald Giant fan, worldwide. Yeah. He'll talk about yep. Batman versus Robin. Right. So in, in authoritative leadership, we are kind of the guy that's up front and everybody else is kind of following us. Right. The other, the other idea is, can I be the guide and, and not the climber, right? So the one that helps my team get to the top of the mountain. And so there's lots of ways that a guide can influence those that they're, sometimes they're going to tell them like, hey, take that step. Like that's, the, hey, this is a danger spot. Take that step. Yep. Other times they're, they may not say anything or they may ask them a question. When they're right? giving them that directive though, as a guide, it's, it's more about preventing them from failure than it is actually forcing them to, to do, do a specific thing, Correct. right? Sure. It's yeah. a preventative measure. Yeah. It's risk mitigation. Yeah, it's on Everest, it's, hey, we, I don't want you to die, man. I don't right. want you to slip and break your neck and fall all the way down there. And then we got to fish your body out when it warms up in six months. I don't know. It's dark. Yeah. <laughs> it is. We went way off the cliff there, yeah. literally. So, uh, yeah, that's bad. Dad jokes are coming. Yeah, we're going to have to edit that out. My twins are coming, so more dad jokes. Yeah, Taylor's having twins. Twins, so girl dad. He's going to be a, it's going to be a world-class workshop in leadership. Yeah on having twins, how to, how to be a dad of twins, which mm. I know nothing about. Um, what? so, I mean, that's, that's kind of the way that I see it rather than just like, Hey, I do. And I say, so it is, it yeah, is. And, and, and I love what you're doing here, Taylor, like, because you were, you're bringing to light a connection between the four stages of competence we've talked about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So typically, you know, one, one model for describing that is, you know, direct, right. Directive leadership, sure. coaching leadership, supporting leadership, and delegating leadership, yeah. right? So to kind of move around all four stages. And what we find oftentimes is that authority-oriented leaders will direct and delegate, whereas influence-driven mm. leaders will coach and support, mm. right? Sure. And their, their natural preferences, personalities, their yeah. style, yeah. their training will lend to one of those sort of poles, yeah, one right? One side or the other. Sure. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. And they'll gravitate towards those two, you know, sort of opposing styles yep. of, yep. and opposing maybe not be the right word, but sometimes they do feel opposing sure. to the follower, right? Sure. And so uh, the other thing that I think that you said that really stuck out to me was your definition of, it, of influence, right? Which is all about the power, the capacity that we have to change someone either directly or indirectly, because sometimes our influence isn't a one-to-one -one right. engagement, right? right? Our influence might be one-to-one, -one, but then splinter out into countless different relationships in different ways. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it looks different all the time. Right. So sometimes I'm influencing you by what I say. Sometimes I'm influencing you by what I do. So, and you don't always know that you're influencing Right? Correct. Which because of that demonstrative part. aspect of it. Yeah. That is the challenging part of being a leader is you are just basically, you are always influencing whether you feel like you are or not. That's right. Right. So that's right. You, you just, it's a reality yeah, that you're you just, living. You don't get a break necessarily. You don't get to show up and go, you know what? At work today, I don't feel like being a leader. Right. So it just doesn't, doesn't happen. So those are good questions, Brad. I actually, I appreciate the fact that you didn't tell me what they were before. I think that was 
Yeah, that was, that was part of the fun. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, and so I think this is a lot of what we will do to yeah. the people we're interviewing. 100%. We won't tell them what the questions are and we're just going to spring it all on them. Yep, I think that's and, great. And just see them fight for it. No, no, totally kidding. Yeah. But uh, I, I do think a, something that I hope with our, our time with, with every person we interview is that we get to hear from them on what comes to mind when they think about leadership? What does healthy, strong, mm. committed leadership look like? Yeah. Uh, what does it not look like? And I think you did a good job describing some of those things for us too. Yeah. And and I think through those conversations, we're all going to be more encouraged. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have more clarity on how we can lead in our own lives. Yeah. And I think we're going to have fun. Oh, I, I certainly hope so. You know, like I, I think that this will be a great adventure for lack of better cheesy term, you know, but I'm really excited to just get people in here, ask them questions, see what we come up with. Um, because I just, I don't know, leadership is a journey, right? It's not necessarily a destination, right? And the closer I always get, then in some ways, the further it seems to be away. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? The more we kind of unpack about it, the more we understand, the more we can continue to be a better leader for ourselves, our families, our communities, and do all those kind of things. So we're going to, I, I'm going to learn a ton. I learned a ton just today from you asking me questions. So, uh, I'm excited to well, do this. And I thing. didn't know you knew anything about leadership. As it turns don't. out, yeah. as it turns <laughs> out, yeah, you're pretty good. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon.